Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. Now, now, wait a minute, y'all. This podcast ain't for everybody. Only for the sexy people. Okay. <laughs> Geek Girl Soup is here. We're in effect. <laughs> Cooling by day, then at night. Working up a sweat. <laughs> Come on, girls. Let's show the podcast audience that we know how to be number one on a hot party show. <laughs> so podcast. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. <laughs> apparently that was my impression of William Shatner doing uh, rap. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Yes. It's embarrassing. N- okay. Nobody ever said that we could rap or do hip hop either. I know. Okay. But we tried. So that's what counts. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I didn't try because <laughs> I cannot know. I mean, well. I can hip hop by lip singing and karaoke and actually singing the lyrics that Kelly won't let me sing. Ah, Kelly it's not me. <laughs> it's the law. Kelly, keep, I mean, Kelly keeps us honest. Yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I just enforce it on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm the enforcer. Well, then, since I changed the lyrics of the original, then I guess we're okay. We're yeah, you all good. spoke it anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you had spoken the original lyrics and given credit, we'd mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. So and- I could have said, ooh, baby, 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 and we've been fine. Mm-hmm. Now you have to give credit to the writer. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just said it. I know, but we're just a bit... But we're sp- still supposed to give credit. Yeah. It's that's still push it. Okay. Yeah. Push it by salt and pepper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, and while we were doing our homework for this episode on 50 years of hip hop, can you believe it's 50 years? So, Kelly, you'll tell us about that in a minute. But I found that on Paramount Plus, they have mm-hmm. old episodes old episodes they may be all of the episodes of yo mtv raps and that's so I awesome. watched a few of those and it was i did was i did not get fun. around to looking those yeah. up yeah mm-hmm. i had intended to but mm-hmm. that is fun so kelly how is it 50 years okay on august 11th 1973 dj cool herc H-E-R-C, was DJing a party at, I forget the exact address, on Sedgwick Street in the Bronx, New York, did something different. DJs were already bringing out two turntables, but that was to keep the party going. So they would play one record in full or a song in full on one, and then they'd have the other one, a song Mm -hmm. queued up on the other turntable. So what DJ Cool Herc did was he isolated the beats in one song and then would mix in isolated beats in the other song on the other turntable and would combine and mix. And again, the key thing was the isolating and that gave people more time to dance. Mm -hmm. And this was the first recorded time at least that this had ever been done. And that was the birth of hip hop. Okay. And that was also called like the, the 
breaks in the songs, you know, were those, those beats. So that's mm-hmm. where break dancing came from mm-hmm. because people would like dance during those breaks and it became like a competition and thus the dawn of break dancing. Mm-hmm. And so also what's the difference between hip hop and rap? Because I think too many people get the two conflated is, is, is hip hop rap is rap hip hop. Are they the same? They are not. So rap is hip hop, but hip hop is not rap. Hip hop is more than rap. Mm -hmm. So hip hop is DJing, MCing, uh, dance and graffiti. Hip hop is a culture. Rap is just one form of hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to confirm that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. So we are celebrating 50 years of hip hop, not 50 years of rap. Exactly. Rap is a little bit younger. A little. Yeah. It's. Yeah. A little bit. Towards the end of the 70s. Later 70s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was it was cool that in in one of the episodes I watched, I think it was the salt and pepper episode, that there was some party going on and there was DJ Nice. Yes, the same mm-hmm. DJ Nice that has been doing the, you know, since the pandemic, the Instagram parties and all of that. So Yep. Yeah. Cool. Like I yeah. did love that. It's like, hey. <laughs> That's yeah. cool like watching everything that we did like for this week for homework and then listening to all the music um it made me want to go back and watch beach street mm-hmm. um like beach street i did not know that harry belafonte was one of the producers on that did y'all know that no i did not know that Wait, let me make sure yep it was one of the producers was harry belafonte and also there was david v picker um so beach street is probably one of my earliest memories of hip hop there are like different raps. DJ Herc is he, he's in that. MC Herc is actually in that. Wow. Uh, a lot of the old school like MCs and like hip hop legends, the OGs, they're in that. And like again, one of my earliest memories, like there's this song called Us Girls. And apparently, me, my sister, and my cousin, we used to perform that for the family all the time. So like going back and seeing that, like when I think in the early early years of hip-hop like this is what I think of this is what I remember the other thing I remember is being in my cousin's basement at my aunt's house and watching Aerosmith perform with uh Run DMC mm-hmm. yeah like watching rap and rock and hip-hop like coming together yeah and like that for me that was the birth but it was cool it was so cool being able to see all see like the different episodes that we watched of, of Ladies First on Netflix because like the way they interwove it where we got to see all these legends from the past and they got to actually have their shine, but they also mixed it in with some of the newer voices that I wasn't quite familiar with. Mm -hmm. I I just thought that was, that was cool. And I didn't expect them to execute it in that way, Mm -hmm. Um, but I appreciate it because you're going to have people coming from my end of the spectrum, knowing a lot of these older folks, but not necessarily knowing the newer people and people from the from the now from Gen Z and Alpha who maybe already know Cash Cash Doll and these other folks 
who might maybe haven't really heard the history of Queen, Queen Latifah. Some yeah. of these younger folks, they look at Queen Latifah is like, oh, she, yeah, she's in movies. She's she's the TV star. What are yeah. you talking about? No. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> she has a whole history. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know she's an actor, but I still think of her as hip hop queen. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved her story about how she started and how she chose her wardrobe and, mm-hmm. and her name and mm-hmm. all of that. Just glorious. That was amazing. Yeah. And like, th- like the way she came on, like she, she wasn't necessarily political, but like everything that we do unfortunately becomes political because you know we, we raise our voices in this way you have this platform and you're going to speak on it uh, i had forgotten the thing that happened to sister soldier oh uh, God, with bill yes. clinton like i wow. completely forgotten about that um where he, he used her basically an yeah. uh, angry black woman yeah. yeah yeah and i love that that the documentary pointed out that that happened right after he became so popular on the Arsenio Hall show. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, we, you know why he did it. It said it in the actual documentary. Like he had to make sure that, okay, even though I'm in with these folks and they think I'm cool, let me go back to the Republicans just, just so they know I'm not too down. Right. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand that being a politician must be really tough, you know, yeah. considering all the different groups you want to yeah. Yeah. vote Make for you and yeah. how something like that can <sighs> interfere with your plans and what's going on in your campaign. But yeah. come on, yeah. just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my tangent here is also yesterday I watched the Arnold documentary on Netflix. Schwarzenegger? Yeah. And so the section on him becoming a politician, that was really interesting also Mm. because, you know, he was an outsider who came in, he was elected during, there was a recall election and that's when he originally got into, got into, to office was elected mm-hmm. and then he was reelected at the regular election time and that was one of the things that they said it's like yeah I could go in there and do all these things but I had to you know balance making everybody happy including his family and his kids were really mad at him for like you weren't at my recital on Tuesday you weren't mm-hmm. because he was up in Sacramento four days a week you know yeah so goodness yeah, so there was a lot going on. Yeah. With that. But court what you just said about it's all political, it it feels like everything a woman does publicly is political, but really everything a black woman does publicly is totally political or gets turned political even if it wasn't intended that way. Yeah. Our existence is political. Yes. So, That's yes. absolutely true. And yeah. that's just because, you know, like we, we have to fight at every turn for every single thing that we have, unfortunately. And yeah. then like the guy who, so y'all know the, the, the thing about school entrances um, was affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So the guy who was actually pursuing like getting affirmative action overturned and who successfully managed to do that a couple of months ago with the Supreme Court, like he's now going after grants that are given to black women in business. What? Why? Because and you he know thinks- he's a white dude. Yeah, he is. And he just does this for notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. He it's not that he necessarily cares. You know, he initiated that whole anti-affirmative action thing and brought on these Asian students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't start it. This mm-hmm. old white dude did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Now he's going after y'all. But always. But like of course, this specifically, this specific thing. Um, like you don't want these women to have businesses so they can, you know. Oh, because y'all are taking money from old white dudes. Yeah. Apparently. You know, who yeah, otherwise really that need that business. money. Yeah. Right. That cupcake business or whatever. Oh, he's probably gonna go after uh women and minority businesses getting a getting brownie points when applying for government contracts too Mm -hmm. probably that's next Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but like uh with queen latifah like like when when she first came out like i i want to say i remember exactly what happened where i was when she first came out but i don't like she's just she's just always been there but like i remember her as one of the leading voices in hip-hop like back then and like she she was always so strong with it with what she was doing and speaking out like because if you remember some of her older videos like one of the ones that they had showcased in this like the woman was getting oh y'all i've been watching so many old lifetime movies recently (laughs) but (laughs) she was showcasing like this woman who had been beaten down by like the man she loved and she the lyrics in her songs like they're empowered they're supposed to be empowering to people like i'm not letting my son and daughter see you do this to me and like i'm gonna stand on my I want to do this myself. I think was that ladies first? It may be ladies first. Mm. Like the actual like song. Mm. And then the other one that she did, oh, you and I T Y. No, yeah. that mm-hmm. was you and I T Y. Okay. Okay. But like like the, the thought that they had put into it and when they had talked about it, like she she said they were what 21 years old, like mm. putting together some of these different videos, um, the music videos that like made these huge political statements because um they had been like in in the fight against apartheid in south africa um like they had that one video where like she's just moving pieces across like the map where they like they go against like discrimination and apartheid and like she's just knocking things off of the map as they they take care of one territory and they move on to the next one and like she's just been such a strong voice like even from then onward like just just now I'm gonna say stumble but like she's been a force like Queen Latifah is a force and she remains one like just for being able to support and do like the the right thing it's it's always about doing the right Mm -hmm. thing yeah her voice is central to hip-hop yes absolutely and I love that she also gave props to all the women who came before her and really lifted up all the voices the women's voices that have come after her and like you said that they highlight all of those women as well and you know it's funny like 
I still think of Nicki Minaj, this show's age of all of us. And I still think of Nicki Minaj as pretty new, but oh my God, no. She's been there like, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And, and yeah, go on. And I was going to talk about another person that they they featured in this, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne Shante. Right. Like, y'all remember, like, Susan, did you watch yeah. that movie? I can't remember. You watched Roxanne, Roxanne with us. It's, it's a Netflix movie from 2017. And like when they were telling her story in this, I was like, I think I, I, we watched this movie. We watched this biography, maybe not Susan, a couple years ago when it came out on Netflix. Yeah. And, and it, it showcased like the entire thing of what she was talking about. Like she was like one of the first like rappers, the first MCs, the, one of the mothers of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she was 14 years old when she first came out and you had all these older guys. And I think they credited her. Yeah, yeah Roxanne's Revenge. They credited her with one of the first diss tracks mm-hmm. because like the guys they like these old like, all these older guys they're going after her right. um just you know being a woman yeah. <laughs> but like they as yeah. a weaker a weaker force and like just punching down and like she punched right back up every single yeah. time and she mm-hmm. always came back stronger with it and on her end she was just trying to survive like she yep. was yeah I like that story about her mom like yeah mom went to the the numbers runner and she borrowed fifty dollars to help me get into this contest yeah and she was like she's like can I curse she's like girl you just just win that fifty dollars back yeah and I don't want to repeat that vile line that was in that song pushing her down and she was 15 at that time yeah and it was it wasn't about raping her but you know it was close yeah how do you say that about a 15 year old a 15 year old sister in the industry talk about little dick syndrome yeah. And not being able to tolerate a woman, a strong woman, girl at that age, mm-hmm. getting into the industry. I mean, you're yeah. that insecure as dudes, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. this is one time I mean men when I say dudes, you know, normally it's a gender yeah. neutral term for me, dude. Yeah, That is so vile, but yay for her coming back with that song mm-hmm. where she fights back successfully mm-hmm. yeah what a just a force she's amazing yeah mm-hmm. she should not yeah. have had to do that but like you said it made her stronger but can you imagine being in her position that young having men singing that in songs and like she said having entire audiences singing it back i know yeah and and I'll bet a lot of people in audiences you know at home singing or in a concert I'll bet a lot of people didn't even realize that was about a young rapper mm-hmm. or hip-hop star didn't. you know they yeah. didn't because um I remember she had talked about that the, the the guys who created that song they said that was about a fictional person it was about a girl that they had created mm-hmm. bs Right. So all, you know, bunch of their people buying their records were just singing, imagining that this myth, you know, mythical Roxanne is some, you know, 22 year old. Oh, sorry. You know, that from their perspective, that is fuckable, like legally. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't care legally or not. All right, so, true, but, but you know they're yeah, probably just yeah. fooling themselves, and yeah, you know that's okay. But yeah, that attitude was not only acceptable on the male side of hip hop, but encouraged and celebrated as mm-hmm. ladies first goes into in comparison, yeah. you know. And, you know, when I was uh, a couple years ago, you know, cleaning out everything, all the stuff in storage, one of the things I found was a paper that I had written for one of my philosophy classes. And it came with a cassette tape because it was about rap music and misogyny. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And it was bad enough what we would hear on radio and see on MTV, a lot of men rappers, you know, what they were saying about women and showing in their videos. It's like, I can't watch this. I can't listen to this. Honestly, I had no idea just how bad it was. You know, some of those videos that they showed clips of in this. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And then uh, the whole thing about Dr. Dre, how he beat up, um, oh, the, you know, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. I, I remember now mm-hmm, being yeah. appalled when it happened and, and going, oh my God, yeah. but and yeah, it just went away. Saying, well, she deserved it. And then oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was right to do that. Like, yeah, and was... then calling Megan the set stallion, a liar. Right. About being shot in the foot. Well, what's this video here? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And like the the fact that she even had to pull all that out. Yeah. The the fact that she had to expose herself in that way when she was like just trauma. That's trauma. Like she was physically traumatized and y'all are adding to it and continued. Like the trial just ended a couple of weeks ago. Right. And that's what, three years later? still can't accept it. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Men. Mostly right. men. Most, some, no, some not men. I'm sure there's someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Women I mean, are our women own now. worst enemies. Can be. Yeah. 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 Because and of patriarchy. They're saying, exactly. yeah, the way that they, they did it there, they'd have only one woman per yes. group, you know, mm-hmm. there can be only one. Exactly. And so yeah. they're all, you know, fighting against each other. Yeah. What's that? That whole crab in a bucket mentality. Mm-hmm. Where only, like you said, only one can be lifted out. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like with Queen, with Queen Queen Latifah, like ladies first, her and Moni Love, like one of the things I like that they talked about was the way that that song flowed together. Yes. Like it was about sisterhood. I like I started, it. you finish it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and like that's one thing I do like now with some of the female rappers. Um, like some some of them are partnering together mm-hmm. and supporting each other. Like, and that that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope they get uh, fair contracts too. But it's like the too. music business is, it seems to be worse than any, yeah. <laughs> any yeah. other business. Women collaborating, WAP, WAP, mm-hmm. how do you pronounce it? WAP. 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 Okay, see, yeah. I, I mean, I just say, say the three different ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love what they went into about that and you know do 
songs and videos like that just play into the patriarchy? Do they objectify, objectify ourselves or do they celebrate sex positivity? And I understand that question, those questions and that conundrum, but mm -hmm. I think a little bit of both happens, mm -hmm. but I think that it's the intention of the artists. Yeah. And in that case, Megan the Stallion and Cardi B meant it as a celebration of their sexuality and sex positivity. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also thumbing their noses at misogynistic men and yeah, the misogynoir of yeah. society and mm -hmm. hip hop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like for me, it's about control. Mm, like yeah. it's we control our bodies, we control our actions. We control everything that we're doing. And like men, a lot of men get upset about, like you already said it, Megan the Stallion and Cardi B and artists like them because like they are their own masters. Like they mm -hmm. control their own actions and like, like they, they the that's their body. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's, that's her that. body. She, yeah. she wears what she want to wear and she moves in the way that she wants to move. It's fine. Yeah. Now, speaking of control, Janet Jackson, I know it's yeah. different, but still. Um, yeah. <laughs> every time someone says yes. the word control, I think of Janet. Exactly. Now I'm a but also <laughs> control. Wasn't, weren't they talking about Megan and her terrible contract? I know there are other people with terrible contracts with yeah. the record yeah. labels, but she in particular, didn't they highlight her and, and how she signed it? Yes. Yeah. And she couldn't music. Yeah. Yeah. Just terrible. I mean, of course, there's another example of studios just screwing artists. And it's not that they've never screwed men artists either. Right. They yeah. do. They do. But I'll bet it's easier to, or not easier, but that they've screwed over more women artists. Yeah. And and of course, it's it tends to be easier to do when they're young and it's their first contract. Yeah. But then the contract yeah. can tend to be for a longer period of time. And like some of the uh, original women in hip hop were talking about, they just got pennies on the album. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like TLC. Was it? Yeah. Yes. We're saying. Yeah. 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 It's like, here we are. We just won this award and we're broke as hell. I loved that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I love that they said that, not yeah. that that yeah. was the situation. But right. They yeah. said it. They were just upfront and honest about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, people will read these contracts now, even though it's like 50 pages long or whatever, but yeah. you know, it'll, it, it'll take some time to read it and you'll have, you got to hire a lawyer to help you read it, but yeah. you know, <sighs> they try to hide things in there and yep. whatever. And, and one of the people they interviewed said, you know, they'll show you this condensed contract and the, it'll say refer to so and so, and it's like, mm. well, wait, where's that? <laughs> mm -hmm. So you you have to have the full story in front of you before you sign anything. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know. Don't rely on them to just say, "Oh, yeah. this means da da da." Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. Read. Don't worry every about that. <laughs> Freaking word yourself. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Mm -hmm. They're just the studios are in it to make as much money as they can and protect themselves they are not in it to lift up the artists right, right. absolutely yeah 
The corporations always put themselves first. Yes. So. They want the artists to churn out radio hits mm -hmm. so they can put, take them on tour, throw them on tour mm -hmm. and make money that way and mm -hmm. merch and right. yeah. yep. they're just yeah. machines, cogs in the studio's wheels. Yeah. Like right. that's why you see so many newer artists, like when they first come out, like they're churning out song after song after song. Mm -hmm. um, like Rihanna, like her first couple of years, she started when she was what, 19? Mm. And for years she had album after album after album. And then like once she, once she met like her contract of what it was supposed to be, you see what she's done. Like she's taken, she took a step yeah. back and she explored yeah. all these other things that she was interested in doing. And like girl is making bank and at her own pace, she is in yeah. control. Yep. Yeah. And didn't Queen Latifah, when, when she started, she also started a production company mm. way back when, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she had, she was working on a bunch of different sides of the production, mm -hmm. even way back when, when she started. So, yeah. So she's, yeah, kind of a, a genius there. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anything so, else come out of this that surprised you or? created elicited an emotional response just you know some of the people i recognized from other documentaries and mm. everything and so just kind of putting it all together you know yeah so that was fun yeah it was cool to see mc light um like yeah. she's always been like a favorite but like she kind of yeah. hangs in the background but she's yeah. still she's around like she's 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 stuck around since since the beginning and like she's got her hands in all these things um i liked hearing her talk about nipsey russell and how like she would or a lot of folks would watch him and listen to how like he would pattern out his his comedy routine yeah. and like that's how some of them would you know pattern out like their their mm -hmm. uh, set that they, they they were doing that they had put together like mm -hmm. their lyrics that, that they had put out yeah like that was interesting how about the performance at the white house that, yeah. Yes, I oh remember. I remember incredible. that. Yeah, so yeah. great. Yeah. And like, I remember that time. Like, that was such a wonderful time. Like, oh. after he was first elected, oh and God. like you saw all these changes starting to happen, and like these new faces that we were being brought into the White House, and you were thinking, "Oh wow, this is amazing! Look, look at this!" Mm -hmm. <sighs> and so that's what scared a lot of people. Right? Yeah, and so that's why we got the. 45 um yeah. yeah and like you didn't learn you didn't learn anything and you must learn yes yes <laughs> yeah that was one of the one of the videos that came on on one of the yo mtv raps boogie oh. down productions you must mm -hmm. learn and when they were in their you know talking about all the inventors it's like hey that's the same order and everything from the movie the blackening mm. <laughs> so they just lifted that part of the song and put it in the movie <laughs> oh funny i mean like there were so many tidbits in that movie that that was yeah. a shout out to black yeah, culture like i listen, you gotta watch it again like i listen to some of my favorite um like commentators i like to that go and dissect different movies mm -hmm. like 
the black ones will get something out of it that like this yeah. white guy just didn't get I'm like yeah. and and it's funny some of them are like i know this went over my head i know this was a joke and it was supposed to be funny but i don't know why like the same thing happened with blue beetle like i went to see that with my niece and there was that that it was so much um about the latin culture about the mexican culture in that mm. movie and there were some things that i probably didn't get as much as i would but i still i still got a lot whereas mm. some other people were like i don't know mm. yeah yeah so yeah mm. like yeah. yes I, i'd really love this documentary and like the fact that it gave so much shine to so many of these artists because mm. again there were some some of the newer folks who i didn't know who i've downloaded their music or i'm trying to listen to more of their stuff mm -hmm. now um, some of it might not be for me, but I'm still going to give it a try. Mm -hmm. And then some of the older voices that I have forgotten, like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yes, I remember them. Like I told you about Beat Street. I went back and I didn't get to watch the whole yeah. movie, but I was watching clips on YouTube and like the Santa Claus rap. And again, us girls, like with the Santa Claus rap with Jingle Jangle. Um, oh. You remember that with Doggy yes. Fresh? Yes. Oh my God. Oh. Such a good movie. And again, just like with... um. I can't think what, but just like, like they, they pulled in all these voices. Uh, what were we watching recently? Where, oh, Girl Trip. Remember how we were talking mm -hmm. about how all these artists, uh, yeah, because it yeah. was the Essence Festival. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. this, it was something similar. They had the mm -hmm. current voices of hip hop in mm -hmm. Beach Street. And like okay. you said, th that's mm -hmm. where um, like breakdancing first started off. And I was like, this is where the dance off was born. Like mm -hmm. this movie. Yeah. Like there was a dance off in Girls Trip. There yeah. was a dance off. Was there a dance off in uh, Bridesmaids too? I know there was a sing off. Right. Sing -off. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, I, as a white girl, I have to give props to MTV for Yo MTV Raps. Yes. Because that brought so much of this to me. Yeah. Right. You know, when mm -hmm. that came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A white girl from Houston, Texas. Houston. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you saw the Beastie Boys on there and said, oh, white people can do this too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, honestly, I mean, yeah, I love the Beastie Boys. But and when I first saw them, mm -hmm. I didn't have the term. I don't think anyone. Did they have the term cultural appropriation at that point? I don't no, know. I don't no, know when that term no. was coined. But no, I wondered about that. Okay. Yeah. I thought, wait a minute. Is this okay? <laughs> and I thought, okay, yeah. So now white people are gonna, more white people are going to get into rap. Yeah. But is that okay? The so, way this is being done. So was it the Beastie Boys or was it the Run DMC Aerosmith crossover that? See, I thought that more... both probably. Yeah. I thought that the run dmc aerosmith thing was very cool because that was a crossover mm -hmm. yeah and that was approved of by run dmc because they were participating i mean we hope approved and not the studio yeah. saying you must do this mm -hmm. but yeah. you know it seemed like active approval endorsement saying yes let's make this thing spread yeah you know yeah. And, you know, the thing about musicians, when we see them up there on stage, they're doing, you know, their type of music or whatever, but then in their personal life, they're listening to everything. Right. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Now also the Beastie Boys, they were, they are, Adam yeah. is uh, yeah. dead. 
but uh, you know, they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. So that was funny too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, so they were formed in 1981. Like mm-hmm. for, for me, they'd just always been around for me. Yes. Like I yes. didn't, I never, I, I never thought of them as cultural appropriation. Whereas maybe Kid Rock or somebody like that, yeah. I would think of as yeah. cultural appropriation. Yeah. Like BC Boys were just the They were BC there. Boys. They came exactly. in early. Yeah. Very early. And it helps yeah. that they were from New York and they were already yes. there. They were already submerged in the culture. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't just pick it up and, and say, oh, like, I'm going to wear this like an outfit, like a right. costume. Right. Yeah. Like and vanilla ice. Exactly. And yeah. he, he got called out for that too back yeah. then. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. And it also felt like with the Beastie Boys as, you know, legit that they, their music was rock. Yeah. Yeah. So they were it's rapping different. over different music. Yeah. Yeah they were already doing crossover on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like when Eminem popped up, like again, mm-hmm. he, he, he just, he felt authentic to himself. So I, I never minded him. Yeah. Even did, though he again, got it, flack early on. I know, but I, I like, never, you know, you're a white boy, but he was already in some culture yeah. on his own. Yeah. yeah. And so again, I, I never felt like it was a costume that he was putting on. I yeah. just felt like he was himself mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Yeah, as much of his himself as they, you know, people portray like their persona when they come on right. stage. Right. You know, but like this, this week has been amazing. Like I have two different playlists right now. I have my <laughs> celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop that has the boys and the girls. And I have my ladies first playlist, um, yeah. which includes a lot of, you know, just hip hop, hip hop overall. And that also like a lot of rap, rap ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, like little cool. Kim, Lil Kim was one mm-hmm. of the f- first rap ladies that I remember. Well, not counting the ones from the eighties and Queen right. Latifah, but like the the ones in the nineties, like she's one like that also paved the way. Like they showed that that tip that uh, that clip. I said that tip that clip <laughs> of uh, they showed tips the, too. They did, the, they did <laughs> the Yeah, they did. I heard her, her out her little outfit that yeah. she had for I think the MTV yeah. Awards yep. with uh, Diana Ross. I, like I remember seeing that live when Diana Ross <gasps> oh, had yes. broke her boob, and j- jiggled her little boob. Yeah, <laughs> with the pasty that. on it. That was great. Uh, oh, what was the name of the um not costume designer, but um, well, yeah, I think it was Mia or. My God, I wish I remembered, but they interviewed her real quick and she designed that outfit and a bunch of other standout outfits, which were then copied and being Mm -hmm. sold and and were very popular. And she said that she wishes that her designs could have been copyrighted or trademarked or whatever so that she could get royalties from them. Oh my God, that really makes sense. Was Mm -hmm. that Nana Yoshida? No. She, no. she was, I mean, she could have a Asian sounding last name, but she uh, was black, is black. Okay. Yeah, but I never thought of that. So like the costumes, like, they can't be copywritten or patented. Because like, I know that's an I issue know. for some, some designers where yeah. they'll put a design out and then it'll show up on one of those cheaper websites. Right, right, right. The day after the, the Oscars, we see all these copycat. Right. Yeah. D- dresses or whatever come out yeah yeah so, mm. yeah gosh i wish i could remember her name 
Because that was really excellent point. And it, yeah, I, I don't see how their work could be protected like that. Yeah, It'd be a lot to go after. You know, I, I know that knockoff bags, you know, police can stop those from or shoo away people from selling them, you know, on the streets of New York. But I don't know. I, I Maybe it's possible that factories have been, but well, they, they're made out of the country. Name they're not Misa. made here. Misa Hilton. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Misa Hilton. All right. Thank you for finding that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her outfits are fabulous. Mm-hmm. Really got their wearers a lot of press, a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Misa did her job absolutely really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, next week we will also kind of be going back into the past, but back to the future. Yes. So, <laughs> I know that's terrible and my silly puns <laughs> not even into the future from that because we are beyond their future y'all remember mm-hmm. celebrating the back yeah. to the future date mm-hmm. October 15th 2015 no so not the 15th October 13th like October 21st it was 2015 I got the year right because mm-hmm. the original present was 1985. Yeah. And I so... drove myself and a friend to see the movie the weekend it came out. <laughs> wow. I just gotten my license. That's great. I was 16. October 21. 21. Okay. Thank you. So we passed that. I remember celebrating mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. I think there were, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was probably TBS. That had oh, a yeah. 24-hour marathon. Yeah. They love having their 24-hour marathon. They do. They, they do. better never stop. No, I love them <laughs> for that. Me too. I haven't had them in years and years and years. And now when I moved into this building in Houston, I get basic cable for free. And at first I said, no, thank you. I'm like, oh, okay. No. <laughs> what yeah. a what a time suck it has been. <laughs> But I, uh, we've had this on the calendar, this uh, Back to the Future on this date for since we created the content calendar last December or November. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, Back to the Future parts one and two have been on TNT or TBS for the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I've already seen part one because it was just on. And I'm like, ooh, and I've seen part of part two but you know we've already seen them so many times yes it's just fun to go back yeah these are one of the well those two but especially part one it's one of those movies that you know you just have on and you still love watching even though you know everything that's going to happen yeah Mm -hmm. it's just still great Mm -hmm. (sighs) we'll see if any of us ends up watching part three court you will yeah i'm gonna try (laughs) i've I've seen it maybe once or twice and y'all know for me once or twice really you didn't like it right i did like it i just don't know i don't i can't remember if i loved it i didn't love it it's fine yeah but it wasn't wasn't a classic like the first two the first two are a classic for me right i we don't need it 
to complete the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was just something extra y'all added on. I right. will go and try to find the cartoons though. Okay. I don't know if yeah. I need that either. See. <laughs> well, maybe just see one of them. I'm sure yeah. there's I'm something sure on YouTube. May have them. Yeah. Tubi has everything. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. And another Facebook friend of mine posted this week, Tubi's better than Netflix. Fight me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. So I did tangent. I did just watch something on Drumroll Max. Mm. I know. I haven't watched anything there in ages. So actually two things. Cause I was, I happened to be, I didn't happen to be there. So I just went there because it's like, is there anything on max that I want to watch anymore? Seriously. The Superman show. I, I told you it's cute. Uh, I don't know. So French. I, I saw something where it looked like it was Claire Danes and like the poster. Yeah. It looked like Claire Danes and Timothy Oliphant and it is. It's called oh, yeah. Full Circle. Yeah. It's six episodes. They're all already out. I don't know. It's a Max original. I don't mm-hmm. know if it came out all on the same day or if they did it week by week. Probably all on the same day because mm-hmm. I don't remember it being a week by week thing. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. It also okay. has Dennis Quaid. I forget who else. A dude. I totally recognized, but couldn't place. And mm-hmm. I didn't look in IMDb, so I should, because I shouldn't even bring it up if I didn't look and figure it out. <laughs> and it is about um, a, a kid gets kidnapped to break a curse. But, oh my God, it is so much deeper than that. It is all these layers and twists and complexities and lots of secrets and uh, multiple families that we're dealing with and oh Zazie Beats is in it love her oh my god she is so good so yeah it's good I recommend it and then while I was there I had already been interested in checking out telemarketers Mm -hmm. episode one came out as of this recording a week ago, by the time this comes out, episode two will also be out. It's coming out week by week. It's a documentary. Episode one was really good. So it starts back in the old days, old days, you know, where this company CDG, I forget what it stands for, kind of invented smarmy telemarketing for nonprofits. And what they were doing is they would pay a flat fee to like the, united brotherhood of blah blah blah, or they would raise money for like police organizations and firearms organizations and things like that you know where they would send you a decal that you'd see on the back of cars and things they would pay the the nonprofit a flat fee the example they gave was like three hundred thousand dollars and whatever money the they would raise from telemarketing they -hmm. would keep so let's say they raised a million dollars. That was theirs. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes if they did it a different way, they would give 10% of what they raised wow. to the charity. Max, that's all. 
And they wouldn't tell that to the people they were calling Mm -hmm. unless the person asked. Okay. And that was it. And they had, and and some of the people who were working there, I mean, it was like a party scene all the time. They were drinking, doing drugs, and they would bring in cameras and film it for fun, but also to show what was going on. So we have a shit ton of footage Mm -hmm. from back in the day there. And like this one dude has food in his mouth, just coming out of his mouth while he's making a sale. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So check out the first episode. And I mean, it's depressing too, but it really gives you an inside Mm -hmm. look at, um, Oh, Oh my God. And this one guy kept a notebook and he would write down people's personal information Mm. if, if he didn't like them on the phone. Oh, wow. So don't get him or something. uh So, so don't give any money like on the phone. Oh no. Because you're giving your credit card info. Yeah. No, never. Like I yeah. used to always tell them, I'll go to your website. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have an answer for all that. So just don't even, you know, I just, usually I don't answer the phone, but oh, like sure. if I'm expecting some other call, yeah, then I will answer everything that comes through. And I just say, sorry, I'm not interested and hang up immediately. Yeah. I'll say thank you and everything. Cause you know, people today, it's like, yeah. I want to be nice, especially if it's a woman. Oh, for sure. You know? And so I'm mm-hmm. very polite, but I hang up before they can say anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these dudes, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So check out episode one. Okay. And mm-hmm. if you love Timothy Oliphant and Sazie Beats and Claire Danes, check oh, out Full Circle. Circle. I know. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Love seeing yeah. Claire Danes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just love her. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's not bipolar in it. <laughs> you oh, know, we've goodness. seen her in two other things where she yeah. is. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's not in this. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, <laughs> it's stereotyped. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all saw that Ron Sevis Jones passed away. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. I saw it late last night. Didn't mm-hmm. text y'all because it was super late. Yeah, from the the show that made us cry every time. Every time. I think of him more in. Truth be told, with Octavia Spencer, yeah, he was okay. her dad. Good, good. He was only sixty six. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Like every time I think of him now, um, like yes, this is us and truth be told, but also the fact that he and his daughter like won that that the, uh, those those Emmys, right? They were the first oh. father and daughter, um, like Emmy winners, like to, to win Emmys in the same year. Mm-hmm. Like Jasmine, I think went for Hamilton. Who's his daughter? Is it Jasmine Cephas Jones? Hold up. Oh, I do remember yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And then until she won that, I didn't realize he had a daughter. Yeah. Well, there you go. That goes for our yes. um... Nepo babies. <laughs> yes. We're going to call it something else other than that. Yeah. <laughs> In the future, we're going to do an episode on offspring, acting offspring of actors. Uh, I got Hollywood inside my DNA. Okay. And we're going to focus on like big names. Yeah. See, I love that you you kept you kept that whole theme throughout the episode. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> 
gosh. Okay. And I don't have anything clever to say here at the end, you know? Grab the mic, Susan. <laughs> Econ. <laughs>